0: This video is brought to you by Ground News. Today, the Hezbollah leader gives a much anticipated speech. Trump's children testify in court, and Prime Minister Rishi Sunak interviews Elon Musk. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday, the 3rd of November, 2023. On Friday at 1 pm UK time, Hezbollah leader Hassan Nasrallah gave a much anticipated speech in southern Lebanon. This is the first time that Nasrullah has spoken publicly since the Hamas attacks on October the 7th. It was preceded by a series of well-publicised teaser trailers. This speech is hugely important, as Hezbollah are closely allied with Hamas and are committed to the destruction of Israel. Moreover, Nasrallah's speech comes just a few days after Houthi rebels, who are allied with Iran and in control of much of Yemen, declared war on Israel and fired missiles at parts of the south. Anti-Israel sentiment has been rapidly rising across the Middle East as Israel's assault on Gaza and Israeli rhetoric has escalated. And there's already been an uptick in missiles fired between the IDF and Hezbollah in southern Lebanon. Unsurprisingly then, the big question was whether Nasrallah would declare that Hezbollah would follow suit and declare war on Israel. Nasrallah started his speech by paying his respects to those that have died fighting for Lebanon and for Hezbollah. He went on to thank the pro-Palestine protests around the world. However, when it came to declarations of war, Nasrallah decided to stay away. He did say that a big event is needed to shake Israel and its supporters in Washington and London. However, he didn't say anything more on this. So it looks that, at least in the near future, any escalation from Hezbollah doesn't look likely. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make The Daily Briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. This week has been another dramatic week for US President Donald Trump. As is well known, the former president's legal calendar is looking hectic at the moment, with him facing legal challenges from everything from fraud to election interference. This week, though, it was the fraud case that got Trump and his family in the headlines. The former president's sons, Donald Jr. and Eric, were asked by prosecutors whether they had any knowledge of financial statements relating to the Trump family business. Prosecutors alleged that the Trump organization had overvalued their assets in order to obtain more favorable loans and other benefits. Before the trial began, the judge ruled that the Trumps had fraudulently manipulated financial statements. The trial is looking at what consequences those involved might face. Donald Jr. was asked to take the stand because, as part of his role in the family company, he had to sign off documents each year attesting that the financial statements are accurate. Eric was asked to take the stand because, prosecutors allege, he had influence over some of the values contained within these financial statements. For their part, both Donald Jr. and Eric deny involvement in the accounting practices that landed the organisation in court. US Secretary of State Antony Blinken arrived in Tel Aviv to urge the Israeli government to accept a humanitarian pause in Gaza. While Biden and the rest of the US have been pretty absolutist in their support for Israel, international pressure for some sort of truce or humanitarian pause has grown in recent weeks as Israel continues to bomb Gaza and escalate its ground offensive. Thousands of Palestinians have died in the fighting so far and casualties look set to increase. Unfortunately for Blinken and Biden, a humanitarian pause still seems unlikely, both because the Israeli government has made clear that it thinks that Hamas would only use a pause in the fighting to consolidate its defensive positions, and because Hamas itself doesn't seem that interested in a pause, with a Hamas representative telling Lebanese state television in late October that they plan to repeat the October 7th attacks until Israel is abolished. On Thursday afternoon, UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak held an interview with Elon Musk to discuss AI and the UK's AI Safety Summit. Held on Wednesday and Thursday at Bletchley Park, the AI Safety Summit was an attempt to bring together politicians and industry leaders to begin creating an international AI regulatory framework with the intention of protecting the world from AI-related risks while still reaping the benefits that AI might bring. In the interview, which was released on X on Thursday evening, Musk predicted that AI would replace essentially all human jobs and promised that AI would deliver, quote, a future of abundance. Musk also hailed London as a prime destination for AI companies and praised Sunak's slightly controversial decision to invite China to the summit, which was resisted by at least some American politicians. While some commentators didn't approve of Sunak's decision to associate himself with Musk, and it was slightly odd to see the UK Prime Minister interviewing a businessman rather than the other way round, the summit itself was widely hailed as a success, with the UK, US, EU and China all signing the so-called Bletchley Declaration, acknowledging the potentially catastrophic risk of AI and committing to ensure AI develops in a safe and responsible way. Storm Kieran has swept across Europe this week, with it hitting some countries harder than others. For Italy, the rain produced floods that swept across Tuscany. The floods have been so devastating that it swept away cars, forced people to seek shelter on roofs, and has sadly killed at least five people. Currently, it's not known how many people are missing. Some residents have evacuated from their homes to the Channel Island of Jersey. The governor of Tuscany has described the current storm as unprecedented, In the past 100 years. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss coral reefs. In a recent mission to the Galapagos Islands, scientists have discovered two new deep sea coral reefs. They found that both reefs boast a rich diversity of species and estimate that they have thrived there for thousands of years. Speaking about the find, Stuart Banks, a senior marine scientist at the Charles Darwin Foundation, said, The Galapagos Marine Reserve is an area of outstanding biological significance. Finding such deep and long-lived reefs takes us important steps closer to protecting hidden dimensions of ocean diversity and understanding the role that deep habits play in maintaining our ocean's health. This is all possible thanks to our sponsor, Ground News, a website and app designed to help you take the power of the media into your own hands. Here's how it works. Every day, Ground News ingests over 50,000 articles from all over the world. They then organise these articles by story. For each and every story, you can see the number of reporting sources, where these sources lean on the political spectrum at an individual level and group level, compare the headlines of each source, and read each article all without ever leaving the app. But my favorite part has to be their new comparison feature, which highlights specific differences in left-leaning and right-leaning reporting. Ground News is such a useful tool for our current media landscape, and I think an app like this will only become more essential as the media landscape continues to evolve. Our team at TLDR likes Ground News so much that we've decided to offer 30% off the Ground News Vantage plan to all our viewers. That's under $6 a month for unlimited access to every incredible Ground News feature. This offer is only available here so make sure you go to ground.news forward/tldR or click the link in the description to get started and support an independent news platform working to make the media landscape more transparent.